Right here. Everyone says you need to know an attorney. Boy, are they ever right. And we have another sponsor, Shay. We are big time. Robinson Law Offices, located in downtown Wheeling, 1140 Main Street. I've heard they're pretty cute. I <laughs> hear they're pretty cute, too. That seems to be our shtick. Absolutely. So if you need some great representation in the Wheeling area, please give them a call. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by Shay and Jayla. No, Jayla, a lot of people ask us how they can help us grow our podcast. You can like, comment, share, rate, or subscribe to us. Yep. And if you go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and just a simple word comment, that helps us be seen more by other Why Notters out there. Absolutely. Keep listening. And we appreciate you. Thank you. Good morning and welcome, welcome to the Ask, Ask Yourself Why Not Podcast. This is Jayla. Good it is a Wednesday morning. It is Wednesday and good morning. This is Shay. We have a special, special guest. guest, the very inspiring um, and bubbly Miss Noel. Welcome, Noel. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we are excited to have you on this morning. This is her first podcast that she's been on. Mm. How exciting. It is. Yeah, that's so exciting. It doesn't feel like it, though, because I've done lots of live videos and had different chats with people, so it feels pretty normal. Yes. Absolutely. You're like the queen of videos. Yes. (laughs) I get, like, entranced in your videos. Um, Well, good. That's, That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I feel like I need to get some tips with her lighting and everything because she always just looks like she's at a studio or something right yeah it's just an amazon ring light nothing right. fancy i like it <laughs> need to get some hair tips too yes this morning which brings us to our introduction yes noel how about you introduce yourself let's start the show off a little different Noel. okay well as you guys know my name is noel and i I don't know where I met you guys. I just, I feel like we live in a small town, so we just kind of have similar crowds. And so I got to know these two a little bit, Jayla more so, because she's currently selling my house. And um, (laughs) so I guess I'll start with kind of like my career. So I am a physical therapist by trade and I've been a PT for about 12 years now. It's crazy. Most recently in the field, I have worked full-time as a um, physical therapy professor at a local university, and I still currently teach, or not teach, um, work one day a week in the clinic, and I let my full-time job go to focus on my network marketing business, which I think we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, I'm from this area, from Wheeling, and lived in California a little bit after I graduated, but migrated back as many do and i that's pretty much it i don't know well well, yeah i i love that we're going to talk about 
you leaving kind of that nine to five and going out on your own and becoming an entrepreneur taking mm-hmm. the leap yeah. that a lot of people are very uncomfortable doing yeah and you sent us a, I was go ahead. you sent us a really great quote and mantra that kind of go along with that if you want to read them that would be good yes so um the quote is let me find it pursuing your passion okay um life begins and ends at the i'm sorry life begins at the end of your comfort zone love that yes i love that too i've had a um a magnet for years my high school softball coach when i graduated gave me this magnet so i always look at that and whenever i start to feel fearful of what it is that i'm doing or afraid to take that leap um, that's something that i just remind myself of Mm -hmm. and i would say my mantra is that i'm confident and i'm committed to believing in people even when they don't even believe in themselves Mm. um So the confidence piece is is kind of a personal mantra because I have to remind myself that what I'm doing takes confidence and courage and sometimes Mm -hmm. putting myself out there is very scary. So I have to remind myself, it's kind of more of an affirmation for me is that I am confident. I just have to remind myself of that. And then believing in people, I think this is something that stems from being a child. I just always wanted to cheer people on. I was always a cheerleader. I was actually a cheerleader, but um, kind of it more in a philosophical sense I always like to cheer people on and see people do do good or do their best and so that's something that I've kind of lived by and it works for me in my network marketing business because in order to be successful really successful in network marketing you're building a team and you become a leader so you often find yourselves having find yourself having to pour belief into people mm-hmm. before they really can see it themselves I like that yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. if somebody believes in you, makes you think that if you do X, Y, and Z well, that you'll be successful. Sometimes that's all you need in sales to, to actually mm-hmm. be successful is a really For confident sure. leader. No, it can make or break. Whoever, you know, you look up to and whoever is leading, you know, that can make or break you for sure. Yeah. Jayla and I are reading this book. We're listening to it. It's called The Middle Finger Project, which is a funny title, Mm -hmm. but it's really good. And it's about kind of getting over imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, can be really strong for a lot of us. But one of the chapters she talks about going out and doing things on your own and kind of becoming your own boss. And she said, everybody always says, start little, but she was like, screw that. Start with your big idea and like, just do it. So I don't know what your thoughts are on taking that leap and like, how did you feel? Was it scary? How's it been? All that stuff. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, sometimes you do have to, in order to get that push that you need, you have to look at the bigger picture, but then it becomes very overwhelming and it can be really scary. So at that point, you then have to kind of take small bites, but to take that big leap. Yeah. Sometimes you have to look at that end goal and that um, bigger picture to really get yourself to take that leap of faith and do that. For me, um leaving my full-time job was very scary because it's a you know it's a full income and you guys know that sales is you know depends on how much you sell really mm-hmm. so it is a risk but i for me the the reward definitely outweighed the risk and it was just it had, i had been working in the network marketing industry for like 10 years really because when I started as a PT I kind of always did something on the side to you know just to give myself a supplemental income and I found a lot of joy in that and I realized that I wanted to do that full-time but I always 
take on too much. That's just some, that's just the characteristic of me, mine. Mm-hmm. I take on too much and my plate's always full. And, you know, you can do that for some time, but I just felt like if this was something that I really wanted to be successful at, I had to kind of pull some things back. And so to take that leap of faith, I did have to kind of look at the big picture and see, okay, what is it going to look like for me? as I take this journey and do this full time and kind of shift gears. Um, and then, like I said, step back and just kind of take it one day at a time, one step at a time. Very interesting. Yeah. It's, um, like, so when did you decide to make this change? Would you say? Well, it would have been in the fall. So I decided not to go back to teaching after our summer break. And so it was in August really that I made the decision not to go back full time. Currently, I'm still working one day a week in the clinic. Sometimes I haven't been in the clinic in like four weeks because they just haven't had enough patients to really need me. So I'm PRN right now mm-hmm. as a PT. So I really haven't done much PT work in the last month or so. Um, but I did in the fall. I kind of got convinced to still teach as adjunct. So I did teach one class in the fall. So really, January is when I kind of you know, went full time into network marketing without anything else on my plate. So it's been about a month, but, you know, I made the decision to really focus on my business about, I don't know, six months ago or so. Yeah. Now, what is a day like, you know, yours look like? Because I feel like a lot of us need that like structure to where we clock in at nine. You know, we have our we have our lunch at 11. Like we're in sales. So our job's a little bit more, you know, fluctual. Is that a word? Yeah, well, fluctuates. Like fluctuates. Flexible. 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 That's the word. Flexible. It's, fi- it's six You in know the what? At 6 a.m., I'm always making up new words. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> so I feel like that may be a big thing for people if they don't have that like laid out day. Like, how mm-hmm. do you, you know, get up in the morning and structure your day to be able to, you know, get what you need done and also look forward to your new goals and everything? Well, I will say it's been an adjustment because I am somebody who definitely needs structure. Some people can just fly by the seat of their pants and they do fine. I do so much better with structure and that has been a little bit difficult for me because I feel like I haven't until now really had a a good opportunity just to focus on my business because I was still dabbling here and there with PT and teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually I felt like the the adjustment is because I felt like when I was working full-time, I only had certain windows where I could work my business, so I did. I was very, it was a lot more structured for me. So that has definitely been been an adjustment during this transition is just making sure that I am staying regimented. But so I would say that my typical day, you know, I get up in the morning, do my morning routine, my meditation, that kind of thing, um, and then kind of dive into work and it it looks like maybe I'll do like an hour or two of content creation or I'll be going live. and then reach outs in the afternoon and that kind of thing. But I definitely need a better structure. That's something that I have told myself in 2022, it's happening. And then of course, currently I'm selling my house. So I've been spending my days over at my house, moving things out. And so once again, other things are kind of interfering, but um, now that should be coming to a close, as you know, Jayla. Um, Absolutely. Yes. So finally, in February, I'm going to kind of get a better system in place. And for me, what works best is to like schedule my day out. So mm-hmm. actually write it down. Like at 6am, I'm going to do this, this podcast at 7am, I'm going to eat breakfast, and then actually have a schedule even with those like, 
things like eating breakfast or things that you normally wouldn't schedule, you just kind of do. Um, but having that structure has really helped me in the past and it's something that I definitely am gonna get back to. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, just that structure of the day going to work, like mm-hmm. that we attach ourselves to that label or whatever, the, the day structure in order. And, and I think sometimes it's not even the job that's fulf- that's fulfilling. It's like that daily routine. Yeah, like I am done at five and I got it done. Like, yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, but for sure. What do you like about, you know... Um, network marketing and working for yourself like what has been the biggest push and how did you for your passion yeah yeah, for your passion and how did you get the confidence to kind of like be like you know what I'm going to focus on this I'm going to put all my energy behind this Mm -hmm. and see what happens So I'm a very multi-passionate person I have a lot of interests which um Chris always is like on me about it he's like you do too many things you've got too much going on and so I feel like in my life, I've been able to pursue many passions, but there always has been this one thing that has been kind of drawing me towards the beauty industry, cosmetics, hair, um, skincare, body care, all of that. Um, And I feel like, I I mean, I never would have said growing up that I'm gonna sell shampoo for a living. Mm -hmm. It was never something that was my calling, Um, but, one thing that it does kind of link up with is that love of the beauty industry and being able to help people feel beautiful. It's to me, it's all about helping people. Um, so helping people feel beautiful. And I have curly hair, very curly hair, and I struggled with it for a while after a lot of damage. And so being able to help other people restore their curls and feel really good in their skin and that kind of thing. So um, I don't know if I'm really answering the question, but I feel like. I've been able to kind of turn my passion, that passion into work because I found this company that aligns perfectly with the things that I love. Mm-hmm. Now, did you have any like, did you have like any breakthrough moments to where, you know, you had these walls that were keeping you from doing this and then all of a sudden it broke and you mm-hmm. were just like, wow, because I, I was talking to Shay yesterday and I feel like there's so much power in doing things out of our comfort zone and reality because once we do it, it's just like, it's not that serious. It wasn't that right. bad. Is there anything that you can remember to where you had this moment of realization where you're just like, I can do this? Um, well, I think growing up, I always felt like there were moments where I felt like I wasn't good enough or smart enough. And I think that was because I was always a slow learner. I still am. It just takes me a little bit more time. And so I always felt like in school, I was a little bit behind, just a step behind everybody else. And Mm -hmm. I always knew I was smart, but it always made me feel like maybe I wasn't as smart as some of the other kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really wasn't until physical therapy school that I was forced to adopt really good study habits or else I would have failed out. Um, And so like, as I got older, I started started to develop more confidence in myself and my intelligence Mm -hmm. because I was always struggling before that. And then once I figured out, it just like clicked, I figured out how to do it. I like gained some confidence. So I would say like Mm -hmm. back in PT was when I kind of gained confidence in myself. Um, But my parents, as a kid always forced us to do things that we didn't really want to do at times, at least to try it. Like mm-hmm. one time, at least try this. I remember I did not want to play tennis and my mom loved tennis for whatever reason. She was not an athlete, but she loved tennis and she always wanted me to play tennis. And she made me go to these lessons when I was a kid and I hated it. But she always, my parents both, always made us do things that got us outside of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like 
just those things alone help me to just you know try things and and not be afraid to try things as I got older and so I don't know that it was like one moment I think it was a culmination of things that happened to me or that you know that I went through as a kid and then as I got older it kind of helped me with this decision because I knew that when I found this company it was something that I really wanted to do um and so I think that just made it a lot easier to make that decision. It did take some time because I've been with the company for four and a half years. And the whole time I kind of knew that this is, I, I think I want to do this full time, but I, you know, took my time with it. And then when I was ready, I was just ready. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can put your full energy behind it. When we were reading, or I'm reading this book called the four agreements. I don't know if you've read it. No. It's a popular book. It was an Oprah, you know, book back in the day. But it's mm-hmm. really, really good, really insightful. And one of the chapters said that, you know, we aren't we aren't afraid to um what was it say? It was like we aren't afraid to die. We're afraid to actually live. Like mm-hmm. we're afraid to take that next step towards betting in ourselves. And you mentioned like you never thought that you'd be um selling shampoo. I think when we grow up grew up like it was get that college education get that Mm -hmm. good corporate career and move on but a lot of us had uh, like you said multi-passion other interests outside of Mm -hmm. you know what we studied in school but like the message we got was study this get that nine to five well it's like we're all just living and fighting to be normal yeah like like you just you just sort of get lost you lose yourself sometimes along the way and I think it's really good that you're like betting on yourself because the reality of the situation is is you're going to work hard for you and you're your own boss and you're going to be successful. You already are because Mm -hmm. you're passionate about it and you believe in yourself. How did you, what would you say for our listeners would be some like confidence building steps? Um, okay. So there's a lot of things here that we could go into, but for me, I think it was like, it stems back to my parents to making us get outside of our comfort zone. So if you haven't had somebody in your life to push you outside of your comfort zone and to, to really encourage you to do that, you have to do it yourself. It, I mean, you, there's no choice, but for you to do it yourself, really. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage people to take one step at a time, one step and then another and then another, and just start doing things that make you uncomfortable and it doesn't have to be like I'm going to leave my job it can start with like taking a cold shower that's super uncomfortable those are things that are going to help um make you you know more likely to do things that that you might not see yourself doing or maybe that you wanted to do but you just in the past you would never do it um so things that make you feel uncomfortable do things like that if you're afraid of public speaking um maybe what's the um the course you can take. I can't think of what it's called. Toastmasters. Okay. Do a Toastmasters course. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do things that kind of put you outside of your comfort zone. Um, and then f- another thing for me has been personal development. Yeah. I, as an, in my adult life, have been a self-help junkie. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before I can remember. So I, I took notes. I'm writing down these books that you guys told me. Um, <clears throat> but I think that sometimes we have to find the courage and we just don't know how. Mm-hmm. And personal development books, um, once you find the type that you like, they can be really helpful to kind of help you realize and get the right mindset to be able to do things yes. like leave your nine to five if that's what it is that you want or um, start a business whatever yeah the cold shower a lot of the self-help experts 
recommend and I think it's just because to teach you like pain tolerance as well mm -hmm. like, well you yeah, get you're just it. uncomfortable a lot of people don't like being cold yeah and then it. it's like if you if you're cold and you know just by turning the shower off you'll be fine a lot of you know that's our trigger that's what we would do but if you really would stand in it then you're fighting against being comfortable yeah yeah sure it has it definitely has a lot of like physiological effects on the body but i think that mentally it's a mental thing too you know you're mm -hmm. practicing mental toughness and being able to like force yourself to do something that yes. is so uncomfortable can be really helpful yeah we all kind of like live in our little in our little box and if you can't comfort zone. yeah if you can't push yourself outside it you will never grow uh, what is your what would you say would be your favorite self-help book that you've read recently recently um or you know in general what would you well say? yeah so i'm gonna give you my in general because it's a book that i go back to often and so i have gone back to it recently it is called excuses be gone by mm. wayne dyer oh i love wayne dyer Yes, he is. He's my favorite. So he, I like the audio version. So I have the actual text and I have the, um, him reading the book audio, but I also have the live presentation he did in Maui. Mm -hmm. And that to me is very powerful because he doesn't just recite the book. He talks about the principles in the book and he has demonstrations. He brings people up on stage. And so excuses be gone for sure is my all time favorite self-help book. Um, some of the ones in the past that I've read, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero is a really good one. It's a great one to start with, I feel like, if you've never done self-help, because sometimes if you're not used to that, I feel like it's hard to get into it, mm -hmm. um, but it's funny. Um, I just feel like it's a really good one for people to start with. Yeah, I think sometimes the category self-help is like people get a little eye-rolly with it. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Maybe just the title, but if you want to do something, there's a book out there or a course or something that will help you well i think it. it's also it boils down to what you believe you uh, know yeah. and if you read books on people that have done things that maybe you're afraid to do and they're telling you you know it's not that big of a deal just do it it's like it's like whatever you believe will happen or can happen you know yeah. and i think in a general we always fight in our thoughts that oh i i'm never i'm not good enough to do this or i can't do this yeah. like i don't have the you know the skills to do this it's who am like, i to think i can do yes. this what are they gonna say and about then in me? reality yeah. it's like why not you there right. i had to throw that yeah. in there for our um why we have our podcast yeah. name there is a um <laughs> article that i read too it talks about this you know how there was like the industrial industrial revolution then there was like the technology boom mm -hmm. this next phase of the economy is like the individualization economy where you can get paid for literally being you, you know, mm -hmm. because we're all different and we all have something different to offer. Yeah. Creative ideas. Okay. So I thought that was good. But let's get into some fun stuff with some hair tips, beauty tips. Ooh. My daughter has super curly hair as well. And I, I have like a weird texture to my hair. Mm -hmm. I'm not weird, but you know, it's like it can be curly, but it can also be straight. You, you have similar, Jayla. Yeah, mine's not. Mine's not consistent throughout my head. It's just crazy. It has a mind of its own. What would you say would be some really good like tips? I don't think we've, I don't think until the pandemic, I started thinking about my hair being healthy. I think uh -huh. a lot of us just kind of like, don't even think of it as being like attached to us. It's almost like an mm -hmm. accessory. So how yeah. can we, what would be some healthy hair tips? 
Um, just in general, not trying to sell you a product, I swear. <laughs> um, yeah. Just in general, using like um, products that are clean. So when I say clean, I mean sulfate and silicone, cyclic silicone free, um, free of harsh chemicals. Um, things that are just healthier for our bodies. We know that what we put on our bodies does get absorbed into our bloodstream at some level. And the products that I use and prefer contain very little harmful ingredients. You know, the U.S. unfortunately does not ban very many harmful ingredients in beauty products. And finding a product that follows European standards standards is a good place to start. You can just Google European standards for beauty products versus the U.S. or something like that. And you'll see that I think the U.S. it's something like only 14 ingredients are banned in beauty products, mm -hmm. whereas like in the U.K. it's hundreds. And in the like UK, that. they have like expiration dates on their makeup right. and their beauty products. I've never because seen that on ours. I see it yeah, on my makeup. Of, oh, go ahead, sorry. I've not seen it on my makeup. Mm -hmm. must be right, because most products in the US, not most, but a lot of products in the US um, contain ingredients like preservatives that mm -hmm. really aren't good for you. And so those preservatives prolong the shelf life. Um, but if you're finding products that don't contain parabenes and those types of ingredients, they're gonna have an expiration date on them because they're not gonna stay good for you know however long yeah how is um your like your products are are they just for people with curly hair nope all hair types they've been clinically tested on all hair types and proven to work for any any hair type curly straight okay. thick thin. and so and, and if you have like specific struggles like you mentioned the pandemic a lot of people now are experiencing hair loss related to covid mm -hmm. and so our products are, are helping people regrow their hair things like that so right is it different than like the curly hair um you know how they have that curly hair method are they long yeah the same line most of our products do fall within the curly girl method um <clears throat> excuse me one of the things that's banned or not banned but you know you're not supposed to use when you're following the curly girl method is alcohol mm -hmm. and the science part i don't know fully but i know that like hairsprays contain alcohol typically yeah. and the one that we have also does but the type of alcohol that it is the structure is a little bit different there's different types of alcohols but the type of alcohol that we use makes it not curly girl approved but it makes it okay for curly girls it doesn't dry your hair out yeah um and so most of our products you can follow the curly girl method using our products um but i don't follow the curly girl method because i love hairspray and technically our hairspray does not fall under the curly girl method so the answer to that i guess is yes and no you can follow the curly girl method using our products but if you're yeah okay good that's i think that was kind of eye-opening to me to learn about like more natural hair products uh -huh. i just discovered that over the pandemic but i'll have to give your stuff a try yeah so, Noelle, what are some of your goals, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, so um, I think in the broad sense, I always say time and financial freedom. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And what I have seen in this particular industry, but definitely in my company as well, I've seen people that I know, friends of mine, achieve this in you know, a very short period of time. I've seen people um, go from struggling. My Actually, my mentor 
had to file bankruptcy at one point. She's a pastor's wife and they were struggling significantly. She was in sales in corporate America. They filed bankruptcy and then somehow she found this opportunity and she's now a multi multi-millionaire and doing extremely well. And like, you know, and I've seen it in other people as well, but um, my goal is to, and it's not all about money, but they always say money doesn't buy you happiness, but it buys you choices. And mm-hmm. so I want to have choices in my life. I want to be able to do what I want to do. And I don't want money to ever be a restrictor for me. Yeah. Um, and so time and financial freedom, if we're talking specifics, um, the, the top of our compensation plan would be what's called senior executive director. So that's a goal that I have is to hit senior, senior executive director. And then we have what's called MDC, which is million dollar club. would love to do that because that means that I'm helping more people as I, you know, my dreams are attached to other people's dreams too. So I can't do it alone. I have to take people with me. And so the goal is to help people. And by hitting those ranks and hitting those levels, I'm doing that. Yeah. I think that was Jalen and I's um, goal with this podcast too, is as you mentioned, we we live in a smaller area. Um, And I think how I started to get connected with you was last year for Gabby Bernstein. Didn't you do that? Gabby Bernstein? Yes, Mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah. So we started talking. I can't remember what she called it, but it was her New Year challenge. Manifestation challenge. The manifestation challenge. Yeah, we did it again this year. I literally love it. Yeah, but I I didn't do that one. I did do one, but not Gabby's. Mm -hmm. Which one did you do this year? I did Catherine Zinkino's. It was like a five-day, I forget what it was called. It was like the epically aligned something so yeah it was really good and i actually i have lifetime access to it i want to go through it again because i I felt like it was really powerful oh that's good a little five-dayer how do you spell her last name Zakina? Is that you said? I don't know. Zakina, but you can find her on instagram she's manifestation babe oh is she pregnant yes okay i know who she is then i just started (laughs) following her she she just i just started following her yeah yeah, she's really good. And she does challenges all the time. I would love to do her entire workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, I think it was closed. I was on a wait list. I don't think I got in. So yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed our conversation this yeah. morning. I know Jayla has as yeah. well. Um, if we'll put like your contact information in the show notes um, awesome. for everyone to contact. But do you have any why nots of the day? Jalen, do you want to lead us off? I do. Why not do something out of your comfort zone? And that mm-hmm. is going to be, Noel, we're inspired by you. And that is yeah. going to be our February challenge. Yeah. Um, our, theme we, our theme for February. We plan to do something out of our comfort zone once a week. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's my one uh, of the day. Yeah. Do you have one, Noel? Well, Jayla stole mine, but I can, I can come up with one on the fly. Um, I would say this is kind of goes hand in hand with, with what she said, but I would say, why not take the leap of faith? Yeah. Yes. I would say that too. I would say, why not sit down with yourself and figure out what you truly want? And I think what I've learned from manifesting and you guys probably feel the same way is it doesn't necessarily have to be like a physical thing where you're like, I'm manifesting whatever it is specifically a mansion or whatever but like you said it's a feeling a lifestyle something like that and figure out like what truly is important to you and then how you can make that happen in your life so we can I love that, that. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of human design but something that I've been kind of diving into a little bit recently and what I've learned about myself is that I am a non-specific manifester which I probably mm-hmm. knew about myself yeah but 
what I've learned is that I the specifics and like what things look like and like what my home will look like and all of that that isn't the way that I manifest Mm -hmm. I have to actually just kind of like keep it very general and broad and that works better for me me too me too that took me a while too because I think when I first started in the I thought something was wrong with yeah I was like oh my gosh I can't I don't know and I feel like you too you said multi-passionate I've taken some of Marie Forleo's stuff and my son's the same way we always talk about him being multi-passionate like my daughter will be a little bit more decisive but I'm similar we have so many interests it's hard to it's hard mm-hmm. to narrow it down. It is. Yeah. And I I, th- I think even just doing Gabby's challenge this year, I was struggling so bad. So I was like, I don't know what I want to manifest. And then I put <laughs> just feeling good. And then fast forward later, I mentioned to Shay what it was. And that was hers. Literally too. mine as well. I was like, I we just love that. Just feeling good and um, mm-hmm. just doing things and living our day to day, just feeling good. Um, yep. And yeah, I think it works so out. many different things. So I love that. I think yeah. It's perfect. And none of us, I don't think a lot of us really take the time to connect with like the feelings, the lifestyle, the, you know, day to day that, you know, would be the dream of dreams. But I'm a believer that we can all make it happen. We just got to take time to discover. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah I agree. Well, thank you so much. Is, what is your Instagram handle? So people. It is Noe, N-O-E-Y dot Pearl, P-E-A-R-L, Noe dot Pearl. Would that be the best way to connect with you or Facebook? Yeah, I'm on there all the time. I work from social media now, so I'm constantly on there. So yeah, you can find me there. Okay, good. Maybe we'll have you on again to talk about some social media tips and get out of here. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Before you get off, we'll get a picture. But this is the Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. podcast. It sure is. Thank you so much for being with us today. Jayla, we have our first sponsor. We do. We do. And it's for your teeth. teeth. We're always talking about smiling, right? Absolutely. Smiling usually helps you feel happy and more joy. So give a smile away. That's right. That's what they say. Um, so yeah, why not keep your smile healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So Pentino Dental can help you do that. Located where? 48258 is a new location, National Road, St. Clairsville, Ohio. Uh, you can check them out on pentinodental.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. They do family, cosmetic, dentistry. So if you're thinking about getting a new set of veneers or something like that, they can hook you up. Absolutely. Give Pentino Dental a call for all your dental needs. Yep, and he just happens to be a pretty cute dentist too. <laughs> If you enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with a friend or give us a great review. Yes, and also if you have an idea for a show, please share it with us. We really love to know what our community um, thinks about the episodes that we're creating as well. Yeah, what our listeners are enjoying listening to. Yeah, that really helps us create better content for you. Yeah, absolutely. As always, thank you for listening to the Ask Ask Yourself Why Not podcast.